Good morning. Welcome you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We're excited that you're here and excited that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. Uh, We would like to welcome any visitors that we may have here this morning. I would invite you to take a look at your bulletin. There's a tear out that is placed in your bulletin. Um, If you are a visitor and would like to give us some more information about you, we would ask that you would fill this out. Also on the other side of that, um, if you have any prayer requests that you would like our staff or our church to be uh, praying for you about, we would invite you to fill that out this morning and place it in the offering plate as it comes by later this morning. Um, Like I said, we are glad that you're here this morning. Uh, We wanted to take note of these flowers that are placed in the sanctuary. Uh, They're placed in memory of Mildred Poston and in honor and celebration of what would have been their 60th wedding anniversary on July 15th by Tom Poston. And so we wanted to take note of these beautiful flowers that are in our sanctuary here this morning. Just a few very brief announcements. Uh, This evening at 5 o'clock, Uh, In the fellowship hall, we will have our second spiritual growth session. It will be led by Cedric Starr, um, and so we're excited about Cedric leading this evening, and so we would invite all of you to come back tonight in our fellowship hall at 5 o'clock for that spiritual growth session. Uh, This coming week, as our youth prepare to go to Camp Caswell a week from tomorrow, uh, this coming Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, right after uh, prayer meeting and youth time, there will be a youth and parent meeting in the fellowship hall at 7 to sign some papers and get some things filled out uh, for our week ahead next week. Uh, We are excited that you have chosen to worship with us at Boiling Springs Baptist this morning. At this time, Bob Lamb is going to come up and give us a word about our family night at the Shelby Mission Camp. And so we would invite you to worship with us this morning. I'd like to tell you this morning about something good that's been going on right here in our own backyard. And invite you to come to the events Sunday night, July 24th. Just seven miles down the road in Shelby, on South Lafayette Street, North Carolina Baptist men have what they call a missions camp. The missions camp is a place where volunteers can come from all over the southeast to do mission projects. When there's a tornado, volunteers come to clean up and rebuild houses. When people need ramps, volunteers build them. When there's a mudslide, volunteers help people dig out. When houses need to be rebuilt, they do it. The Fellowship of Baptist Educators that I lead has been using the missions camp as a place to bring Bibles and study books, sort them, pack them, and get them ready for shipment. What we call Books on Mission began when people like Bronell Skaggs on their knees doing simple tasks and praying for guidance were led to do this. We enlisted Ted Alexander, the former mayor of Shelby, to lead out. Volunteers came from all over the southeast to help. By July 7th, We had so many boxes of books that I was afraid they were going to fall over and kill the two main packers. This is Bronell Skaggs and Tommy Kirkendall. Sandy Simpson, our FBE president from Charlotte, asked Vince Hefner from First Baptist of Cherryville to bring young people to pack. Ted Alexander showed them the boxes of books and told the young people that they were being sent to northeastern India to a place called Nagaland. Sandy's husband helped pull the carts with pallets. David Brown, uh, the camp director, drove the forklift, and everybody pitched in from the youngest to the oldest. When all 1,119 boxes of books had been loaded, we managed to close the doors of the truck. We even signed up the tall, young truck driver to be a member of the Fellowship of Baptist Educators. He's a Christian and a Baptist from South Carolina, where he is a volunteer coach for young people in his community. And we presented him a new Bible, and all of us signed it. Then we prayed together and sent the container on its way. So next Sunday afternoon, 
I hope you will come and see where all of this has been going on. <laughs> the Bibles and study books are piling up again. You may even fall, feel called to help sort out some of them. Now, in your bulletin, there was supposed to be a blank for you to sign and tear it off and put your name in the offering plate. Please do not take us literally where it says, drop in the offering plate today. You can't, do, you can't drop in the offering plate, but please sign your name on this piece of paper and put the paper in the offering plate if you can come next Sunday night. The supper is $5. You'll have a lot of fun. We got a lot of singing planned and uh, come join us. I'd appreciate it. If you'll take your bulletin once again this morning and you'll look, there's a responsive reading of Psalm 23. I will read what's in the lighter print, and if you will join me in the bold print. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me green pastures. He leads me beside still walls. He restores my soul. He leads me into paths of righteousness for his namesakes. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Your mercy, follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.
morning. I am not Dr. Dennis. I just wanted you to know that he had a death in the family and uh, be in prayer for him as he's away for that awful event. Uh, please grab a hymnal and open to page 7 as we joyfully sing praises to God. Jesus, this is your day, a day that you have made for all of us to rejoice. During these summer months, Lord, we hope that you are taking care of our families. I ask a special prayer on my children as they are celebrating time and love and fellowship with their families. Keep them safe. Soon school will start and our routine begins again. Bless this church, bless our message, and keep us safe. Amen. Well, uh, before I pray this morning, I have a list, and it's rather lengthy. Um, I'll go through it quickly, but we certainly want to be mindful of those within our church family that are going through very difficult times, and it seems like we have many that are. Um, I want to thank you, first of all, for your prayers for my family this week. For Renee, she is at home today, and Aiden is with her. That's why he is not down here with the children's sermon. But uh, she had a tonsillectomy on this last Monday and has been... Uh, experiencing what we knew would be a rough week and uh, from that as an adult. And so thank you for your prayers and your other expressions of kindness this week in, that, in regards to that. But we would continue to cover your prayers as she's and will be recovering from that. As was mentioned earlier, David Dennis, our guest uh, minister of music this summer, uh, lost his mom uh, this last week. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday night. And um, he is in Pinehurst, North Carolina uh, for her service. There was a visitation uh, last night, and there will be a service this afternoon. And so let's be in prayer for Dennis and Pam uh, as they are away, and um, I know you will want to express your sympathies to them. Also this morning, Reed Murray has had some ups and downs over the last couple weeks. He's had some instances where he's experienced some severe chest pain and, um, and just some great difficulty physically, and he did that again this morning as well. And so let's be in prayer for Reed and Irene uh, as she is caring for him this morning. Many of you may know the name Mildred Campbell, but Mildred is a member here, and she experienced the death of her granddaughter, Amber uh, Campbell, this week. She was only 25 years old and left two young children, and we want to be in prayer for Mildred and for her son, Chris, who um, um, was the, the father of, of Amber, but please be in prayer for Mildred Campbell. Also, let's continue to remember Jane Surratt as she is hoping to make the trip back from Moorhead City this week to Boiling Springs. Let's remember Gail Hamrick as she is at and has been at 
Shelby Hospital for a few days, and um, it doesn't look like any procedures will be necessary, but uh, there's, the doctors are hoping to, to clear up a blood infection with some medicine there. Also, Linda Green, this is Richard Green's um, wife, has been at Shelby Hospital this last week and is now covering at home from pneumonia. And we want to continue to be in prayer for Ken Days, who had a procedure done at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte this last week, and uh, for he and Cheryl, and just pray for God's healing touch on their life as well. You may have others that are on your heart and mind. We've had a lengthy list this morning, but uh, I'm sure that you have some individuals or situations that are on your heart and mind this morning. Let's pause for just a moment. And um, let me also add that uh, let's remember our nation and our world today in light of recent events in, in France and just with our own turmoil within our cities here in the United States, let us be mindful of leaders uh, within these communities and how they can respond and, uh, and what response can we have. We know we can pray, uh, but may the Lord lead us in appropriate ways of responses at this time. Let's pray together. Father, if we listen to a lot of news, read a lot of news, or watch a lot of news, we can quickly become discouraged. We can quickly become disheartened by the violence and by the senseless acts of people meant, bent on destruction and, and on causing uh, fear and terror in lives. Father, we are con, uh, convicted this morning and feel convinced, and we know this morning, Father, that you are on your throne. Father, we simply can't explain and, and we can't find words to communicate the depth of our feeling and our emotion when we watch such things as we have over the last couple weeks. Father, we know that you are a sovereign God who reigns victorious over sin and over death. We're thankful for your presence in our lives, your presence in your people. And Father, help us to know, Father, how we can pray, how we can act, how we can be vessels of your love and of your presence in our own families, our own homes, and our own communities. Lord, help us to be people who are about the message of peace. Lord, help us to love when hate would be so much easier. Lord, help us to forgive when holding on to grudges and bitterness would again be easier. Father, we confess that we need you in our lives just as much as those whom we watch on TV need you. Father, we need you each and every day. We're dependent people. We're an independent nation, but Father, we are dependent upon you. And so, Father, we confess our dependence this morning, and we ask that you would fill us in ways that we are inadequate. Father, we pray that you would fill us with love. Father, when we want to seek revenge or we want to say things that would, be, uh, that would only uh, exacerbate the problem, Father, help us to be willing to speak words of peace, words of calm. Father, we know we can only do this when we're filled with your spirit. And, Father, we ask that you would indwell us and that you would allow us to do what at times may seem unnatural, and that's to offer love in the face of hate. Lord, we lift up these in our congregation today who are sick and are at home. Father, I continue to ask for your blessing on my wife, Renee, that you would continue to comfort and heal her from this procedure. We pray for Ken Daves. We pray for comfort and uh, for Mildred Campbell and others, Lord, within our communities that are grieving. Comfort their hearts this morning. Father, we pray for David Dennis and the passing of his mom. Lord, for Jane Surratt, for Gail Hamrick, for Linda Green. Again, for Ken Daves, Father, we ask for your healing touch. Father, we love you. We're thankful for your son, Jesus Christ, in whom we remember this morning and each and every Sunday that we gather for worship. But, Lord, it was your death, your resurrection, that gives each and every one of us in this place hope and victory, not only in this life but in the life to come. We thank you for being a God that wants to have a relationship with your people, that wants to walk. You didn't create us and call us into relationship and then step aside as some think, but Father, you desire to have communion with us each and every day. So Father, remind us this day, Lord, of your, of your body, of your sacrifice, of your blood that was shed so that we can have communion with you. Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you grew up in church like I did and are as old as I am, this next hymn is one of the staples of our, our Baptist singing literature. So I hope you'll grab a hymnal and refresh or sing from memory number 227. Praise him, praise him. Please stand.
Let us pray. Our Father, thank you so much. You have given us the freedom to worship you. You have blessed us in so many ways, more than we deserve. As we give our tithes offerings this morning, we recognize that we are merely stewards of your resources. We trust that you will bless these gifts for your kingdom's sake. And Father, with your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in the ministry of the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen.
this summer we have uh, spent a few weeks on a sermon series uh, called Charting the Course, Help for Navigating Life's Journey. And uh, there's a little bit of a nautical theme to that sermon series that we've been on. We've looked at several Old Testament characters. And next Sunday, we're going to look at the, uh, one of the central characters in the Old Testament. We're going to look at Moses. Now, Moses didn't know a lot about um, water, but he did know a lot about mountains and deserts. And I would venture to say that among all the Old Testament characters that we've looked at, no one knows more about what it means to take a journey with God than Moses. You and I are also on a journey. Uh, my journey is not your journey and yours is not mine, but we are all on our own journey. Um, one of the things that is similar in Moses' life that's similar in ours is that Moses, when God called to Moses, Moses didn't think he was the man for the job. He said, I can't do it. He knew of his imperfections. He knew of ways that uh, he might fall short. And I think communion reminds us that we're all imperfect. And um, we are all in company with Moses, if you will. We're, if you feel like you're that characteristic of Moses this morning, and um, we're in good company because none of us in this place are perfect people. And so therefore, to, to this morning, all of us who are here, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are welcome to participate uh, in communion, whether you are a member here at Bowling Springs or not. In um, Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28, he says, But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and to drink of the cup. And the verse before that says, We are not to participate in a manner unworthy so as to not be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I reflected on that this week, I couldn't help but remember that back in Moses' day, before I don't know when, I haven't looked it up to see when the mirrors, when mirrors came out, when people could see their own reflections. But the only way that people could see what they look like would be to look into a river or a stream or something that had reflective nature on it. But following the uh, invention of a mirror, uh, people were able to focus a little more heavily, as you and I do as well, on our outward appearance. And now we even go so far as to, you know, hold up phones on sticks and take pictures of ourselves and post them so other people can comment, um, called selfies. But uh, we, we have this focus, uh, sometimes too much, so much, too much so, on our outward appearance. Communion is a time for you and I to focus on our inward reflection. When we compare ourselves with Christ, we know we fall in the camp of Moses. And uh, we may fall into the camp that we may, we, we may feel that we're not worthy. Uh, but Christ and his message of love and forgiveness reminds us and tells us that we are worthy uh, to have communion with God. And the only way that you and I can have communion with God is because of Christ and his death on the cross. And so as we uh, think about our outward appearance, may we be reminded this morning that Christ is more concerned about the reflection of our heart and what that looks like. And uh, let us all be reminded that no matter whence we come into this place today and what may have transpired in your life over this last week or over the last uh, several months, uh, that we can be counted worthy because of Christ and his death. And that is the only reason that you and I can stand before a loving God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for each one gathered in this place. And Lord, help us to do our own self-examination. Lord, to see how our heart reflects you. Lord, we confess that we are like Moses, that we do fall short. And that, Father, we do feel unworthy. And, Father, take our unworthiness, take our sinfulness, take our darkness, take the words that we wish we could take back, take the actions we wish we could, we could have a redo. Lord, take these, and Father, we ask you to forgive us and to cleanse us. And the only reason we're able to ask you that is because of the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, that was shed on the cross. We're thankful, Lord, that you didn't stay on the cross, that you didn't stay in the grave, but, Father, you rose victorious over sin and over death. And for that, we have hope. For that, we have peace and we have purpose and meaning in this life and hope for the, for the, for the next. Father, we love you, and we confess and commit this time. We confess our sins to you and commit this time to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and sing a hymn as a way to further prepare our hearts for communion and for the Lord's Supper this morning. 
Uh, if you're a deacon, I invite you to come down and come down front at this time. Thank you. This hymn has a familiar tune, so you will uh, know it is When I Survey the Wonders Cross. Please stand as we prepare for the Lord's Supper as we sing. reads in 1 Corinthians, um, I have received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If you would so choose today, I know that there are some spacing in between some of you in the pew, but um, as the deacons pass you the tray, many of them will say, This is the body of Christ broken for you. If you would in turn say that to your neighbor as well, the body of Christ broken for you. And when they pass the juice, if you would say the blood of Christ shed for you this morning. Uh, Let's pray together. Father, we praise you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who died upon the cross. We do not presume to come to the table trusting in our own righteousness, but in your mercy. Forgive our transgressions and cleanse our hearts. Put a new spirit within us this morning and make us aware of the presence of our living Lord in whose name we pray.
Christ ask of us that each time we partake of the Lord's Supper, we partake of the bread and the juice, he said, do this in remembrance of me. As Christ was there with his disciples at the Last Supper, he also said after he partaked of the, partook of the bread, he took out the, the wine and he said, each time you drink of this, remind yourself this is the covenant of the new blood of my covenant. And shed, this is my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins.
Do this in remembrance of me. Before we sing our doxology, let me just close with these thoughts. Um, Communion is a time not only for us to do some self-examination and to see how our our heart is reflecting uh, our love for Christ, but it's also a time when we think about how we relate with our fellow man. And as we think about that in our own homes and in our own communities and within our world today, let us be challenged and let us be... um, called, if you will. Our calling is different from Moses, and your calling and my calling is all different. But um, uh, let us also be challenged in the way that God would have us to live out our relationship with him, with our fellow man. And may people see the light and the love of Christ in our lives through our words and our actions.